You're listening to the Safety Moment Podcast by Utility Safety Partners. Safety is always a good conversation, and it's a click away. Here's your host, Mike Sullivan. Welcome to the podcast. My guests today are Jim and James from Coffee with Jim and James, a successful podcast series that began during the pandemic and was focused on the natural gas industry. Gentlemen, thanks for doing this with me today. Welcome to Utility Safety Partners, The Safety Moment Podcast. Hey, Mike. Thanks for thanks for having us. It's great being here. Well, I've been following you guys a little bit. And uh, for those who aren't aware, you have your own podcast, Coffee with Jim and James, or James and Jim, or Jim and Jim, Jim Squared. I'm not sure exactly. Yeah. What you really <laughs> can't go wrong in this situation, Mike. No, you can't. You throw a James out there, Jim, you, it's a win-win. Yeah, we all answered everything. Yeah, well, I'm kind of the same, yeah. I mean, my uh, producer... Doug Downs from Stories and Strategies, he convinced me, I don't know how, it must be two and a half, three years ago now, you know, Mike, you should do a podcast. And I said, well, why would I want to do that? <laughs> and here we are, whatever, two years later, and we're still doing it, and it it, uh, it seems to work. So how how did you get, well, before we even get into the, the whole podcast, maybe tell us a little about yourselves. James Cross, let me start with you. Tell me a little bit about yourself. You bet, man. Where do I start? So it was a, it was a cold day in October 1979. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, uh, you know, I like to tell people I, I'm not always from and where we represent is more the natural gas side of, of the utility industry. But uh, I, I'm not from here, but I got here as fast as I could, right? Um, I reside in Texas. I grew up in West Texas. And so uh, oil and gas definitely wasn't anything new to, to us uh, out there. And so uh, anyhow, relocated. I, I actually got involved in technology, uh, wrote code for a number of years, uh, did everything you could think on that side uh, of the world from um, writing code to databases to uh, quality assurance and everything in between was blessed to get to do that um, and uh, found myself in Dallas Fort Worth area and uh, got involved with a company called Energy World Net that uh, worked out of a little sleepy town here in Texas uh, North Texas called Decatur and I happened to live in it and uh, we uh, the rest is history about seven and a half years for myself here at uh, Energy World Net and uh, never looked back. I thought I left the technology world, but I realized I walked right into a technology company uh, that, uh, you know, we provide training compliance, uh, but really uh, behind it all is technology. So i uh, kind of been doing that, um, and I'm sure we'll get into the podcast, but podcast has been a new wrinkle just the last three or four years. Um, a lot of similar stories uh, out there of kind of starting things when the pandemic, I just listened to one of y'all's episodes and y'all were talking about the changeover, I think in the, in the call center and that being, you know, one of the catalysts that made us do things. I think the show was the same way. Great to hear. And Jim, how about you? Tell me, tell me a little bit about, uh, about yourself. I'll, gi- I'll give you the, uh, the quick tour. I actually started in the energy sector in the late nineties. Uh, before a lot of people in our industry now were even born, but I was actually a contractor helping energy companies become EDI, electronic data interchange, you know, up and running with that. And lo and behold, one of the major operators in the United States wanted me to come on board. So I joined them, 
right at the end of 2001, early 2002, and I have been directly in the energy business ever since. I spent about 12, 13 years with a major operator across the many parts of the United States in their territory. Um, I then became CEO of a LNG virtual pipeline company, uh, 2015 to 15, 16, 17, and 18. And uh, then joined Energy Worldnet about five and a half years ago. Uh, love what I do. I love the industry. I have a passion for everything that we do in our natural gas industry. And uh, uh, wake up every day. Uh, some days are a little different than others, but I, I, I really do love what I do. And and James and I, and we'll get into the podcast, but you know. The, the podcast is really not just uh, in these formats, but also doing them live at events at natural gas conferences has been just an unbelievable experience for us, being able to connect folks in the industry. I haven't tried that yet, the uh, the live podcast. And when we're Don't an do event. it, Mike. Don't <laughs> do it. No. <laughs> well, I know Doug, again, our producer, is uh, he's been poking me and, and to trying to direct me to go that way, but... And when I'm at a conference, I, I just don't know where I would find the time to do it. So I don't know how you guys are finding the time to do it. Yeah, that's a, don't tell anyone. It's a lot of hours. No. Uh, and a lot of those are spent just setting up and, and testing sound, right, Jim? Only to find out that we screwed it up. Um, but no, it's been, you know, Mike, it's been a journey. Uh, like we said, we started the podcast during the pandemic, on a, honestly, almost like a support group for us to... Um, we didn't have anywhere to go. We couldn't get out to the conferences, couldn't do anything. And so Jimmy and I mean, Jim, Jim was somebody who traveled to what? What do you think, Jimmy? 30, 40 shows, you know, a year. something like that a year. I am definitely and part so, of the outreach of Energy World Nets. So. Absolutely. And this guy is just this guy is just rocking in the corner, you know, like I've got to give him uh, something to do. So. We talked about it, and and honestly, in that conversation, it was like we can't be the only ones that feel this way right now, right? Like, so there's other people just like us that travel and we're out there doing doing the work. And so, uh, I said, you know, what if what if we recorded it? I don't even know what it is, and we just threw it out there and saw. And at the time, we were, I mean, a lot of our work is done on LinkedIn. And at the time, you know, I think there was like a 10 minute caps may still be uh, of size limitation on video. And so that was our only parameter was um, 10 minutes. Like it has to be shorter than 10 minutes. I think it was nine minutes, 59 seconds. Cause we, do you find though, I mean, and that's in terms of technology limitations, but do you find the listener, their, their ability to focus is getting smaller and smaller and shrinking? What? Yeah, without a doubt. And James, let me just jump in here just to tell a little bit of the, the fun story. So we had these at first, the first year, two years, two and a half years, long events uh, that we would do. Also, when we went to live events about a year and a half ago, we did a whole bunch of little uh, segments and then we grouped them together. It was like 90 minutes long. And we realized after a while that people would go and find their segment or want to share two that. minutes and yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's we're really, we're down to the, when we're at live events, we're to the, you know, we tell folks when they come up, let's plan on three to five minutes, you know, let's be, let's get our point across, do it, and uh, we'll sign off. And a short sign off, too. And we are somewhat responsible for that diminishing attention span, right? I mean, the more we do 
or the more we can deliver in that short sound bite, the more it's expected. And then the longer sound bite, ah, they're just not listening to it anymore. You know, I had a similar a similar uh, start in the industry compared to you guys. And it sounds like I've been around a little bit longer, believe it or not. Tell me more, uh, Mike. Tell me more. (laughs) I got my start in the early 90s in the energy industry. And prior to that, I was with the railway industry. Um, But here in in Alberta, which is kind of the Canadian version of of, uh, Texas, uh, heavy oil and gas. Uh, We have hundreds of thousands of kilometers of buried transmission pipelines in the province. And uh, I got my start with the energy regulator for the the national energy regulator at the time for transmission pipelines. I cut my teeth there and I uh, was primarily doing construction inspections for major pipelines and uh, then got involved in damage prevention and public awareness. But really that was, that was not my, my area of I wouldn't say expertise. I, I mean, I was, yeah, I had some expertise there at SME, but that wasn't my primary focus. And uh, then I got on with a major transmission pipeline company. And uh, and now here I am with uh, Utility Safety Partners, primary, uh, formerly Alberta One Call Corporation, which was, has been around for just about 40 years. So I've done the, the public, you know, the government work. I've done the private and now I'm doing nonprofit. And so I've seen it from all, all angles as well. And we fire on all cylinders, as you can appreciate from the energy industry, natural gas, the ability to promote awareness. uh, You can't just rely on one or two mediums. It's got to be everything all the time, all the time. And, uh, you know, we when I came to Alberta One Call, we had a social media strategy. It was prior to, you know, when we when I started here about 12 years ago, it was considered the anti-social media and uh, so just don't get involved but you know we really got involved and uh, today we have um, more twitter followers for example than the common ground alliance in the u.s and that's something that we really work on and we really promote and obviously linkedin and facebook and instagram the whole thing so when uh again our producer uh, doug downs of stories and strategies reached out to me and he said, uh, you know, Mike, I think you should do a podcast. I, said, <laughs> I, I don't think he saw my face, but I'm probably rolled my eyes several times. Oh, okay, Doug, what, what do you, why? And he said, well, you know, I think you got a good story to tell. And uh, anyway, he convinced me and I figured that we'd try it for a season. And, uh, you know, then all of a sudden you have, I don't know how many downloads that first year, but something he said stuck with me. And I, I'm assuming you're, you're looking at it the same way. For every download of the podcast, it's like you're having a cup of coffee with that listener. And if they're driving in their car, if they're on their combine, if they're in their truck, if they're out for a walk, if they're fly fishing and they're listening to that podcast, whatever they may be doing, you're right there with them. And that sold me because the ability to reach out to one to one person is really hard to do. You know, you can have passive uh, awareness by again social media and uh, even traditional media, whether it's TV advertising or, or newsprint, and it's really just passive. But if somebody is downloading your episode, they are reaching out to you and they're pulling your message in. So here we are uh, again. I think this is our third year. It's it's kind of a blur, pandemic wise as well. And, you know, we're going to keep going. So I was really interested to, to take some time and, and chat with you guys 
to find out how it started and, you know, who's listening to you? Who is downloading? What is your, who is your audience? Good question. You know, I think it's just my mom a bunch of times uh, is what I'm <laughs> learning. And relatives, yeah, and people that I pay uh, or people that work for me that have no choice, right? Uh, it's in their performance <laughs> review, right? Yeah, right. You check that box. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm a simple man. No, you know, it's been a journey, Mike. Uh, as we went through it, we realized... I mean, and, and it changes segment by segment, but in ours in particular, we have a lot of lurkers, you know, that, that kind of hang back and they don't really comment or engage and uh, maybe don't even listen to it as a podcast, only see the videos that come across. And so what changed for us is we do get to travel out quite a bit, you know, and, and see a bunch of folks uh, between Jim and I both. And so... Uh, there's so many times, uh, Jim, I know you can think of them as mm -hmm. I say them, yep. that we would be in an event and going into the event that we're recording at, we're sitting here going, I don't know if we should keep doing this podcast. <laughs> like, I, I mean, what were we thinking? Half the people just leave two minutes in and they're not even, you know, the stats tell me no way on earth this is worth your time. Right. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm kidding. Yeah. But in the beginning, you know yeah, how it is. It's yeah. about in the beginning, reps. Sure. I mean, it's yeah. about reps and reps and reps. And like now everybody gets it and they're like, oh, it's cool. But for, you know, two and a half years, you're just you're just grunting it out and grinding it out in the middle of a pandemic. And so when we were able to take the show out and really lean in there, of course, we had questioned ourselves as we went into it. But there was always somebody that came up, and I'm so glad you said that, Mike, because, you know, it's so hard to get people's ears these days. It's in eyes, right? I mean, you got to pay, you got to work through all these different things. And so the fact that somebody would download and really, like, you'd be able to be in their ear and, and their commute and, and while they're drinking their morning coffee or getting ready for work or whatever it might be or on the job site, um, that that's that keeps us going and to be able to hear people while we're out that come up and say hey i appreciate everything y'all do y'all put such a great light on our industry that otherwise you know people aren't always happy about right and y'all showcase jobs and people and companies and stories that we don't get to hear like we one of our favorite things to talk about is the origin stories of people and how many people have come on and be like, I was the male guy or I worked in the trench, you know, and I worked my way up and this is how I got there. And somebody gave me a chance 35 years ago and here I am, you know, like that. I get cold chills just thinking about it, you know, but that kept us moving forward for sure. Right, let me just uh, climb on, uh, keep that band going that, you know, James, you're absolutely right. I think that the people, the validation when, especially that person too, that we never see click a like or do anything and we don't really know them that well, but they know us and they say that one episode, because most of our episodes are about best practices, safety, uh, innovation, you know, those type of things in our industry. Those are the things we want to bring to it. And James and I say to ourselves all the time, if we could just help one person do one thing better or safer, then we've done a good job or, you know, we've, we've done part of our quest because that's really ultimately what it is. And those validation points and getting back to it, you know, we thought we were going to do it for what, James, two months 
you know, maybe, oh, you know, yeah, you six know. to eight weeks so at the beginning. the pandemic was done, you know, so yeah, we could get back to yeah. work. Yeah, it's only going to last, uh, you know, a few weeks. But uh, I think it is that constant validation. And I, I would say, too, that part of the time, you know, you and I would get on the phone and decompress and James would be traveling back from Oklahoma and call me and says, you know, Jimmy, your outros were there, you know, it was a 22-minute segment and your outro was 14 minutes. we got to cut that down. So we're always trying to do it better. Thank you, everyone. First grade pitch. Yeah. This guy, we had to work on intros and outros a lot. And oh, then we, also, we, we everything was exciting. That was apparently our Very exciting. Word. Exciting I'm to sure be here. I'm <laughs> sure you've dissected Mike yourself plenty of times, Mike, and had other people that love to pile on. Yeah, I had one one guest one time, and uh, everything was inspiring for him. I mean, everything was inspiring. He was inspired by everything. Maybe even my gray hair inspired him. I, but it's, <laughs> but people get nervous, right? They're not used to it, and we're we're not professionals here. This this is uh, something. This is an add on, right? I mean, this is not something we were hired to do, and yet the technology puts it in our hands, our capability, and uh, and away we go. But you're right. People have, everybody has a story to tell. And if you can bring that that to light, I mean, some people have an amazing story to tell. And that's, we always want to get those nuggets, but everybody has a story to tell. And uh, not everybody's willing to share it because they don't think it's worthwhile or whatever. But when, you know, Jim, when you're mentioning promoting best practices, you know, again, everything else we do to promote best practices is passive. We have a best practice guide. We have best practice meetings. Uh, we have the TR process. I mean, it, it gets kind of mundane and, and very uh, slow, right? It's 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 wordy. It's it's not fun. But when you have a podcast and you're we're going to explore something or other, a new a new TR that is being proposed, for example, um, you know something that is very near and dear to us here not only in Alberta, but in Canada, is the online locate request process. We've seen tremendous uptick in that. You know, a vast majority of locate requests across Canada are now online, over 85%. And uh, our members and contractors, they are over 98% online. And uh, not only is it, okay, it's really easy, you know, to do 24-7, 365, we discovered a couple of years ago that an online locate request is less likely to result in damage than one over the phone. So that was something that, okay, this is interesting, right? We have, uh, we have some real information here. And then you take the, as I said, the slow, mundane, not overly sexy TR process and say, you know what? We're actually going to submit a TR to the Canadian Common Ground Alliance that to get rid of call before you get rid of that call to action call before you dig it's 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 old it's yes we still accept locate requests but the best practice based on data is to click before you dig and you know it's, it makes it so obvious now that we have this data and yet the the mechanism the, the, is slow we have to submit this tr then it goes to a committee and i mean it's it's slow but a podcast begins to shed some light on it and promote it and say, here's why we're doing it. Here's why it is kind of slow, because we take our time with this. We have to have everybody allowed the time to review this, to consider it. 
And if it's implemented, there's some big changes have to be made. And it's not just at the one call center at the notification center. It's everybody. It's all utility owners. It's all members to try and change that vernacular. We had an incident uh, occurred last week. Well, it occurred back in January, but a um, it came to light last week. A homeowner had uh, submitted a locate request and the two, two utility safety partners and everything was done accordingly, properly. And uh, they had additional utilities within their property that not registered with us. So they had a, a second party do a sweep. The second party missed some of those utilities and they were struck by a company doing some pilings. $60,000 in damage. And when we saw, when I was alerted about this and we saw on the news, you know, the whether it's on uh, t- television, was on television and also on social media, call before you dig, call before you dig, call before you dig. And it's like, yeah, I get it. That's the vernacular. But boy, it takes a long time to change that that paradigm, right? To change, move that ship in the other direction. Have you registered for Utility Safety Partners 40th Anniversary and Safety Conference at the Banff Springs Hotel in February yet? If you haven't, have I got a deal for you. If you register now before October 7th, you will be entered, automatically entered, into a draw for two tickets that WestJet flies anywhere in North America. Tell me, and I'm putting on the spot here a little bit, but you know, either one of you, tell me about one of your most memorable guests. What was one of your most memorable episodes? James, go ahead. I got two kind of examples. Is that fair, Mike? I don't, I don't get to be on this side much, but yeah, yeah, okay. Well, oh, absolutely. Let me start my dissertation. Take three. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, well, I'll start. I'll start with one that really isn't a guest, but I would say it was an event. And um, so when we came back from the pandemic, all we had was, I mean, the podcast is what we had done for probably, what, 18 months at that point, Jimmy? Yes. Yep. Uh, give or take. And so uh, it was actually the American Gas Association's um, biennial event. So every two years they have a big expo and has a huge floor. We just had it again in Dallas-Fort Worth area this past year. But this was what, uh, 2021 in Orlando. And it was actually the first time we took the show live. And um, we we had a cool booth. And um, anyway, we dedicated a little, uh, like a 10 by 10 area of it to record. And we, did, we didn't know what we were doing, Mike. I mean, producers, <laughs> we didn't have producers. But did you look professional? That's the and key, right? Debatable. Until we Debatable. made it, right? Yeah, yeah, that that's the uh, depending on who you talk to. But what it what we did was we came with a plan. We we did have a plan. It may not have seemed like it. We captured so many people, and it was the first time back for our industry, really back back after the pandemic, and we got to sit down with so many people during that time that honestly, Mike should never have sat down with us, like. We, these are the people that would not answer your email if you were to not have a podcast. And so we sat down with so many people in that two, two and a half days, and they cycled through there. And it was amazing, just one after another. And it was such validation for the work that we had done 
I remember that night I, I was on such a high after the first night and we just we captured it all on video. We had so many people there that were capturing it. it was and surreal. we sent all, all of it back. Like that was part of the night was spent sending footage back so that we could get sizzle reels out the next day. And um, it was a, it was an impressive show and we came out of it. And I remember I told my wife, I said, I don't know if I've ever had um, a day like that in my career. The second one actually just happened, Mike. And so Jim doesn't even know where I'm going to go with this one. Maybe this. So we were just at the Louisiana Gas Association's Pipeline Safety Conference uh, just this past week. And a great conference. And we, on the last day, sat down with the president, uh, Sue Gittry, uh from Target Resources. She's the president of the LGA. And the night before we were chatting with her and uh, begging her to come on, which she had been on before with us the year before. So she agreed, but what we said was we would go and get Cafe Du Monde and we would bring beignets back and we would sit down and, and enjoy it. And so we had somebody run that morning and that morning we sat down with her and we just chatted and we drank coffee and we did all the things and I told Jim when we got done, it was so laid back and so cool and everything that we had envisioned this to be. You know, you said it earlier, Micah, that that download means that somebody's, you know, lending us their ear for a little bit and that we get to share that cup of coffee in the morning. That was always the hope for the show. And when we sat down and really it's crazy because we're almost four years, we're in season four, you know, like this is a new territory for us. And I feel like we just hit the sweet spot of what it is we were building. And so that would be number two for me. I, I, can I top that? I mean, James has this locked down. No, I'm going to give you two things too. The, uh, the first one are more so and, and take this in the, in the way that I'm presenting. It, it's more of this year, this year, the American Gas Association asked us to be part of uh, the big biannual. Uh, the Common Ground Alliance asked us to be part of their big event this year, as well as other APGA and others. And for me, it was just really that validation that we've been working hard for three years and a lot of times not understanding if we're always getting through or not or the value or people liking it or what. But when you have those organizations ask us to be part of it, I mean, sometimes James and I would look at each other, we're like, did they really ask us to do this? And we would go and, I mean, it was it was really fun to be part of those big teams and to do that. So I would say those this year, I would say it really kind of, uh, I don't want to say skyrocketed by any means, but really validated for me that we were making a positive impact. So that's number one. Number two, I'm going to be shameless and very proud papa. We've had my daughter summer shower on twice um, and she represents the fifth generation of energy folks. Oh, and we also had James's son on too. So we have had some really fun ones with our kids. Uh, my daughter's a little bit older. She graduated college and she's now entered the energy sector. So again, that represents fifth generations in my family that have been part of the uh, energy legacy. And that just warms my heart as a father. So she probably, and she knows it, she, uh, uh, that was probably one of my favorite episodes. So where does the podcast 
take you? What's next for you guys? Short term or long term? Uh, both, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Next week will be in. Uh, next week will be in uh, Norman, Oklahoma, and uh, and next month. No, I, we've been blessed to get on the road, Jimmy. That's the good thing is we're back out in the industry, so Jim's not shaking in the corner anymore. Uh, we've got a lot of invites this year. Uh, to like I said, we've been blessed to get out there and really um, get to see a lot of folks we've been talking to and and uh, representing, and so we're proud to do that more. Jimmy, I don't know what what is it. What what does the future well, hold, my friend? I and you know what the future I don't think has been determined yet, and I think our short term future just by the amount of folks that have reached out and wanted us to be live at their events is validation that what we're doing is making a difference, and as long as we're making a difference, a positive difference for a human being or our industry or whoever it is, I am a hundred percent in because again I think this journey over the last three and a half years, four years has taught me a lot about not just myself, but also the other folks that I interact with. And it really has brought so much to my plate that I, again, feel blessed to have done it. So I want to lean in and we're going to lean in more to these live events. We're going to keep, uh, again, I think we already have people asking us through next May of 2024 to come to their events. And uh, I'm looking forward to those. Are you familiar? Are you aware of uh, our event that's happening in Banff, uh, Alberta? Well, do tell us. I have heard. You know, Doug, (laughs) I think Doug was, uh, was trying to represent earlier. Uh, he, he, he told us a little bit about it. Yeah. Mike, we've, we've heard about it. We've heard great things about it. Um, and, uh, you know, we might have to look at adding it to the schedule. Well, end of February in, uh, in Alberta, uh, in Banff, I mean, it's a beautiful place. People come from all over the world yep. to see Banff, Alberta, to see the Rocky Mountains. And it is uh, being held at the Banff Springs Hotel, which is an icon in and of itself, right? And uh, it, it's, the, it's the castle of the Rockies, and it is truly breathtaking. Uh, and here we are. It's, it's, you know, it's 90 minutes from my house, and uh, and we get to to go there and, and see it on a regular basis. And like anything, you take it for granted. But here we are. We're in, Literally, we're inviting the world to come to the event. We have people coming from all over Canada and the U.S., from Australia. And, uh, you know, we, we're celebrating. It's our primarily, it's our 40th anniversary for Alberta One Call and our utility safety partners. And uh, so we're celebrating that. It's a milestone. But it's also our, our safety conference, and uh, we are celebrating that as well. So and we do have, uh, it's, in terms of uh, location, it's absolutely breathtaking. Uh, in terms of capacity, there are limitations. So we're, we're, we're you know, looking at 250, 300 people is about all we can do because of, of the, uh, the size of, of the venues within this massive hotel. But the venues are, are not that big. It's very old, as you can imagine. So, uh, yeah, we're having that end of February. And uh, if you're interested, it's something to, to look at for sure. We're going to have, I, I know Doug wants us to do a live uh, podcast there as well. I'm going to try my best to find the time. Um, and, you know, in terms of the future for us, uh, we're, we're kind of in the same boat. You know, we, we keep going, but I, I am looking that there needs to be somebody to pass a torch to. Um, you know, as, as the president of, of Utility Safety Partners, there's a lot of draw on my time and, uh, and it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a lot of work. So, you know, doing these podcasts while I certainly enjoy it and it's been an interesting journey, 
I need to look, okay, how are we going to keep doing this? We, we need to pass the torch. It's got to be the right person. But it's certainly something that has to continue. And that's where we're looking to. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mike, I wanted to mention something that uh, I would be remiss not to say. And and I know Jim would foot stomp it too, is through throughout this whole process, this whole show, um, as we've learned and been blessed to get to learn and craft and recraft and get better, um, Energy Walnut stood behind us and trusted to knuckleheads, right? And even when they saw the first product, right, they still gave us permission or we asked for forgiveness. I'm not sure what order it was, right? But they allowed us to continue on and, and not everybody got it the whole time, like we said, but, um, to, to have had that permission to get out there and create something now that is a, is really a vehicle for our industry. And it, they've allowed us to do it and continue to do it. Encourage us. That's not Encourage us. Yeah. That's not lost on Jim and I, because like I said, Mike, you guys, you guys know it. Those first, you know, a year and a half of stats don't tell you to keep going. They tell uh, no, you, not at all. In contrary, yeah. it tells you to what the hell are you doing? Why yeah. You, yeah. And <laughs> so even during those times, it's been great to have the support of a fantastic team. We've always uh, had a great team behind us and continue to have. And then the, just the support, right, and the permission to get out there and do it, I think is unheard of sometimes and you got to be independently wealthy or be the boss to make those decisions and we've always had the support of everybody which says uh, a I'm, lot. I'm in the same boat you know i mean my board of directors i have a 16 member board and uh over the years they've continually given me a lot of latitude rope i haven't hung myself yet um but you know a lot of latitude and and uh they've trusted me and and i certainly appreciate that i mean that's if you have trust, then there's so much you can do. There, there's so much latitude you have because you don't want to lose that trust. You want to use their their um, their agreement to move forward in the right way and represent the organization in the right way. And uh, that is never lost on me, and clearly it's not lost on you. So, gentlemen, congratulations on what you're doing, and keep going. I really appreciate it having you on the on the podcast today. And uh, I look forward. Maybe we can do this again sometime. And if you're coming to Alberta, if you're coming to the, the conference, I'd awesome. love to see you there. Thank you so much for the yeah, day. We're, we're looking forward to it, Mike. We're going to look into it. And, hey, I, I, we're, we're offering it right now. We'd love to have you on soon uh, to, to tell your story to our audience Absolutely. as well. So uh, I'm, I'm there absolutely. when you need me. We're always appreciate the the time on the mic, and man, I, I didn't get to say it, but I get to do it with one of the best ones too. Uh, this whole thing wouldn't have been half of what it was without Jim Shower. Likewise, James. We're it's a magic that we have, and you can't make it. It just is. Uh, it's there, and we found it. Congratulations, gentlemen, and again, thanks so much, so much for being on the podcast today. That's going to wrap things up on the Safety Moment Podcast. I want to thank our producer, Stories and Strategies, and I do hope you choose to follow this podcast on any directory you're listening on. Please do leave a rating. You can follow us on Twitter, at utility underscore safety, and we're also on Instagram and Facebook. If you'd like to send us a note, maybe you have an episode idea, please email us at info at utilitysafety.ca with podcast in the subject header. 
I'm Mike Sullivan, the president of Utility Safety Partners. Click to know what's above and below. One click costs you nothing. Not clicking could cost you everything.